Today's episode of The Throwback is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think football tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. Everybody, it is a throwback. Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, Brad Ziegler with you guys. As always, get you ready for week six with the preview of all the games. And uh, hey, real quick off the top. So we haven't done this in a while. We haven't had like a little sidebar session. But real quick, Chris saw it. I saw it. Brad hasn't seen it because Brad doesn't see movies. He's got 17 kids or something like that. So he doesn't even get out of the house. <laughs> and 100 like best ball leagues. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't have to do anything with those anymore. I know. It's true. No. It's, wish him a birthday. To, depending on when you're listening to us. Happy birthday to you, Brad Ziegler. Yes, on 1010. Thank you. Woohoo. So there you go. It's a milestone uh, birthday. And a milestone birthday as well for people that want to figure that out. I don't, I don't want to give it away, Brad, but I'm sure people, I mean, <laughs> they could go Come look on. you embrace up. Embrace it. Be excited. Be em- embrace it. Yes. It's better All to be it. under the, or wait, it's better to be over the hill than under it. <laughs> yeah, like whatever that is. Uh, that's a friend's reference for Chris right there. Yes, it is. So speaking of random references, so you saw Joker last night that I saw over the weekend. Chris and I'm not going to spoil this for anybody. I'm going to I'm going to tell you just because I want to get your opinion. So I gave it a nine out of ten, and this was what I gave in contextualize it. It said if it wasn't for the fact that I knew he was turning into the Joker, mm-hmm. and it was just a random movie about a guy who becomes a criminal and has psychotic problems and blah 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 and all that type of stuff. That's where I'll leave it. I don't want to go too deep into it. If it was just a movie and he wasn't the Joker, it was just a movie about a guy who does the exact same thing, but he's not the Joker. I don't know if I would have given it a nine out of ten. And I can't separate it. Like I can't imagine the movie without him being the Joker. So I can't really tell you how I would feel. But do you think that's a good way of trying to explain it to people? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's it's a different side of the Joker that you're you're not used to seeing and that you haven't seen. I, I really enjoyed it. I think nine's fair. I was I was thinking like eight and a half, nine, but yeah, it was it was really good. I don't want to say too much either, but the acting was was phenomenal, and you know it, it started off a little slow. I'll say that, but man, it picked up, and yeah, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really good. Well done. Yeah, good standalone movie. Again, yes, for I, sure. Very inter- interested to everybody. I, it's going to be up for like movie of the year stuff Absolutely. because it's yeah. yeah, it's a superhero kind of different spin take, but. Let's give you a different spin take on this week. Well, actually, probably the same thing you hear all the time because we're just going to preview this week. <laughs> hey, Jurassic Patriots, who the hell cares? You're probably listening to this podcast on Friday anyway. That game's already over, and I hope you enjoyed that misery. Nobody cares about that game. Let's move on. <laughs> Carolina, Tampa Bay. Now, in all seriousness, we, we kind of joked about it on the waiver show. You're not starting anybody for the Giants, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton included, guys, right? No, yeah, no chance. I mean, I mean it, if you're if you're desperate, maybe Hilleman. The Patriots have been run on a little bit this year. They just haven't I, put teams in a here's, position to be able to run hold the Brad. This is how far I've gone. I even said this in the waiver column. I'd rather start Brandon Bolden on the other side if Rex Burke headed out. Oh, jeez. Get that random Bolden touchdown. I, and that's because uh, I – do you guys think that the Giants put any points on the board? I don't. I think at best they score, I mean, 10 points at best. But that's, that's saying so – we're, we're talking about a Patriots team that is allowing, what, seven points per game so far this season? I know they haven't played yeah, anyone, but the schedule just – one? Two. Uh, two? And what? One was the pick six when Brady was on the sidelines. The other one was the special teams, was it not? Wasn't the other one a, a Bills special teams touchdown? No, I think no, it was. Well, they, they've given up two offensive touchdowns. Two offensive? Yeah. That's, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's okay. still brutal. Yeah. It's four touchdowns total, to your point. Okay. So Yeah. But, no, so, I, Hillman right, is right. 6% ownership. Yahoo, he's, that's, a, that's how much he's jumped up. So most people are not even buying into the fact of, you know, playing him, how desperate they are. 
So, Brad, would you do Bolden or Hilleman? I would do Hilleman. Assuming that I, even with no that, Burkhead? Yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots have been <laughs> run on this year. They just, like I said, they just haven't put teams in a position to run the ball. Like, when you get behind, you end up throwing the ball a lot more. But, like, you know, when, when they were in a close game with Buffalo, Frank Gore ran for over 100 yards against them. So, it's, it, is, it is possible for running back to get some points. But their secondary is so good. Like, I don't want any of the receivers. I don't, you know, especially Evan Ingram's out. Like, I want none of that. But Hillman may get, you know, especially in a PPR, half PPR, may get a bunch of dump-off passes. Like, I don't know. I, I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's a slightly better version of Wayne Gallman. And and so there's a chance Who, Hillman? that. Yeah. Yeah, he's wow. a little more athletic and and not. I don't. I just don't. I don't think either one of them is that good. Yeah, I don't but think with Gallman out, like Hillman's, like I mean, who else are they going to put in there? He's just going to have an opportunity. And Elijah, like Elijah I said, Penny, this, this is a matter. this is a desperate situation. Like you got two or three running backs on yeah. a buy, and and you can't grab anybody. Like he's available in almost every league, so grab him and, and plug him in if you absolutely have to. Well, you know, move on from this game. Uh, the the complete opposite. I'm 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 in complete disagreement with you. This is this 100%. I actually not even poor man's. This is bum on the street man's Wayne Gallman. Like I, I don't I don't think Hillman's anything at all. But listen, can we get a Josh Gordon game, please? And thank you. Like no, it's a Jacoby Myers game. <laughs> we're just we're gonna get like come on, how frustrating. No, honestly, you know, know Dorsett. Like let's go feed Gordon Brady. I, I, no, I'm not even kidding. This game sets up for Edelman and for Jacoby Myers. James White again too. He's gonna get his. He'll eat his. And Michelle. Right they watch. Everybody's so. gonna they, get they win by thirty points. Josh Gordon. Yeah. Josh Gordon is gonna. Or what's what's his face? <laughs> um, uh, Janoris Jenkins is gonna be back to playing like Marshawn Lattimore, like they have been for the past two weeks. And all of a sudden, like I was saying, it's gonna be everybody else. Does, does anybody Come, before we move on from it? Does anybody find it fishy that oh it hasn't God. moved up? And it's like seventeen point favorites. Like they've been twenty point favorites, 21, 22 point favorites so far this season. Like Ooh, there's yeah, no, like, there's no, <laughs> there's nobody on the offense for the Giants. Like. It's is Shepard going to play? Is Ingram going to play? Barkley going to play? Like, what is happening? How are they going to score any points? I think it's a lot. Well, maybe 17. maybe betters are still waiting and they're holding off on the fact that just to make sure that, Barkley's not out there yeah. or Ingram's not out, just to make sure. I mean, that's just seems at this point they're not playing. Listen to Chris's show with uh, Michael Beller for all that. You want to pimp it out real quick? Yeah, best on the board. Beller's been killing it. <laughs> he, he had another strong week. We were um, and good on Brad for being on the 49ers when we get to them. Very impressive stuff. Uh, we were on Cleveland, but we we're looking to bounce back strong this week. Yes, that was. So we I actually texted him 100. percent And I even tweeted out, "This is that's that's D'Angelo's team." Did you know D'Angelo Williams is a 49ers fan? There you go. Um, did not know that. I even told him on the show. I said the same thing. I said I'm taking the Browns and. Did not work out well. I, I even said it's time to start giving them some respect. They deserve it. So you know what? Let's just jump ahead. We're going to jump around mm. like House of Pain. Let's do it. Nice. 49ers <laughs> uh, at Rams. It's a four o'clock game. We're just jumping to that. Let's talk about the Rams side of it because let's, Brad, talk about the 49ers. One of the biggest things that's been helping them has been their defense so far, which has been we for the first few weeks. We're like, ah, they got a pretty good front seven. And it's like, all right, well, they're going to stop the run, but they still might be susceptible to the pass. And then, I mean, just overall, it's now become like, hey, the 49ers have good defense. You might be concerned yeah. in general. though. It is a really good defense. Time. It is it, the the only I again your weakness would be against the pass because Richard Sherman playing well but he's not the Richard Sherman old and the, the rest of the pieces are not we're not talking about top of the board but they're at least middle of the pack and the rest of their defense helps overcome that I mean you can go look at the Giants Super Bowl runs when that front four helped their secondary play better because when you have that kind of pass rush when you have that kind of uh, you know quarterback that doesn't have time to think you can make the corners get a little bit more cushion and make up for the, anyway all that being said let's assume Brandon Cooks is out there. Who do you think gets left out? And do you think Gerald Everett continues his role? If there is no Brandon Cooks, how does your opinion change? So if Cooks plays, I, I think Cooks is the one that's left out because the 49ers have shown if nothing else, they're not going to give up big plays this year. And that's kind of his game. It's the underneath stuff is going to be what's open and you're going to have to methodically move the ball down the field against him if you're going to beat him. They, they have... That such a good pass rush. Their their front, you know, their front four is fantastic, but their linebackers are good in coverage. Their when when their front four get going, it doesn't give those deeper routes time time to develop. And Jared Goff is not the most mobile quarterback. I think Cooks is the one that potentially gets left out. And if he doesn't play, I still like Cup. They just feed Cup the ball. So if he doesn't play, um, I, I still think you you know Robert Woods is, is probably like a wide receiver too um, this week, but but low end because it, it's just going to be a volume play. There's I, I I mean, I think the 49ers win this game, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they cover. 
Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that the Rams are getting the four points, to be honest, because I've been yeah. super impressed with San Fran as well. Uh, I'm rolling them out as a defense this week in a couple spots. Uh, yeah, I love the pressure that they dial up. They've been creating turnovers. I mean, we said this off after week one. I think they had more turnovers in week one's game than they did all of last season, at least interceptions. So love the pressure that they can generate, and, and that's not good news for Jared Goff, who is – who's looked like a quarterback who just has been panicking lately. So I agree with Brad. I think Cooks is the one who's who's left out. Cup is going to eat all, all day. I've been ranking him as a top 10 wideout. I think I even had him as a top five last, last week. And even against San Fran, that's kind of how I'm going to feel this week. He's just going to get the targets. I think Woods is fine. I do I do think that Cup is, is the guy who's left out. And I think Gerald Everett's fine too. I think what have we seen from him over the past couple weeks, maybe not to that extent where he's going to get, you know, 19 targets, maybe he's not going to get double-digit targets like he got last week. But I think he's certainly in play as a top 10 tight end this week now see i'm completely different than you guys you like and cooks? no i do not this week is this one's the anomaly only because he's coming off an injury the 49ers can definitely limit the deep play so it's not i'm more so i guess going forward would say i'm worried that Woods is the one left out in general i've been down on Woods this entire year he's only had one really good game because i'll ask you guys this question where does cooper cup and gerald Everett do their work that's Robert Woods' yeah. game. And the biggest thing about Robert Woods' game is – Pat brought this up on the show yesterday when I was doing his – is Robert Woods is one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league. And if you look at it, he's actually been on the field more than, than Brandon Cooks, but he's also not running routes as the highest percentage of time compared to Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup because they do ask him to block. So, again, not necessarily this week, but going forward, my legitimate concern is if Robert Woods does have another good game or even before this week happens, because if he doesn't have a good game, people are immediately going to jump right back off, is I would sell high just because I think Gerald Everett's emergence is going to come at the sacrifice of Robert Woods, and it all comes back to what you said, Chris, is what I don't know why people keep making excuses for him going all the way back to the bye last year. It's still happening. Jared Goff is not Jared Goff. Goff. He, he's a goof. Goff. He's a Jared he Goff. Is a goof. <laughs> and, uh, like, he's just not that good of a quarterback when it comes to having to make his own decisions. So that's more so. I'm not necessarily this week, but in general, I'm, I'm kind of off on. I would agree Woods with that. I would agree term. with that long term. I like that assessment. All right. That's so on the other side of it, on the other side of it, 49ers, Brad, back to you. Are we rolling out Coleman and Brita both? Every single week now, is this the Chargers? Is this the every single other team that like that, that's out there now that we can roll two running backs out from the same team? Ideally, not on the same squad, but the Patriots, Sony Michelle, James White. Like, are we going to be fine and say, you know what, they're both startable every single week? Probably RB twos. There's going to be some down, but I mean, you, you can't deny what this offense is and what he continues. Kyle Shanahan continues to do for the running game. Yeah, no question. And, and the Rams defense has been just completely exposed the last two or three weeks. So it's, it's absolutely, you run them both out there and, and Breed has been, he's been so dynamic, making big play after big play after big play. They use him in the passing game. Obviously Coleman's a good receiving back, but he got 16 carries last week, almost had a hundred yards and, and added a score. So yeah, put them both out there, run George Kittle out there. Like at this point, this offense is flat out moving the ball. The only thing that scares me a little bit is that they just lost use check or whatever, uh, you know, for a month or, that's or something. That's huge, actually. It's a and huge that's, loss. Yeah, he's a huge part of the running game. And so it'll be interesting to see how um, how that dynamic changes a little bit when they, they aren't using, you know, if they, they might plug another fullback in there or if they, you know, or, or uh, you know, an H-back, a backup tight end to use as a fullback. But they're not going to be as good as him, and so it, it'll 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 be interesting to see what they do uh, to kind of compensate for his loss because he is a big part of the running game. He's a huge part of the running game. I mean, you saw the holes that he created last week, and that's what he's been doing every single week. And this is Shanahan's boy. I mean, he just seems to kind of follow him around. So it's a big loss. He's sidelined four to six weeks. So I, I still think you can roll out Breida and Tevin Coleman. You have to be encouraged with what you saw last week. But it's definitely to your point, Jake, is a team that wants to run the football. I'm not feeling a lot of their wide receivers, but this could be a week where if Goff does, you know, throw the ball, continues to throw the ball as much as he does and he has a little bit of success, maybe they'll have to get guys like Pettis or, or Samuel involved, but it's it's hard to feel good about starting any of those guys. They wouldn't come near my roster, starting roster in a 12-team league, maybe in a 14 and certainly in a 16. I, if I had to choose one, I would go with Pettis or maybe, you know what, if I had to choose one of the three that I didn't even mention, it's probably Goodwin because of his big playability. He's at least That's getting more targets. Mildly yeah. interested in as nothing more than a wide receiver for The funny yeah. thing was is I had Mike Wright, our friend from the footballers, had him on my all-in-sports podcast, and we were talking about, it, like, how have people still not figured out Kyle Shanahan's run game? Like, like it's not 
like something you haven't seen for years on end and don't have film on, and yet he still has magically ways of making every running back amazing in his it, backfield and just continues to do it. That game Monday night, it was like I, I don't want to put Shanahan too high on the pedestal, but it between him and Kitchens, it was like a kid versus a man and an experienced guy versus just a little child trying to run the offense in Cleveland <laughs> because just the little things with Shanahan, like he's perfect four for four in the, in this opening drive in the second half. Like he's got plays dialed up. He knows what he wants to do. The offense is efficient. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to do a whole lot through the air. And then you look at Cleveland and it was just like, Oh, like they didn't even know how to run a simple slant play. Like it's, it's, it's unreal. And I have a lot of respect for Shanahan, this offense. I think it's just going to continue to get better when they start throwing the football. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's move on to another game. Let's go back. Let's circle back. We'll go back to actually not just the morning games. We're going to the morning, morning games. Cause it's London, baby. London, and it's nine 30. We did have a London game at one o'clock, but this is back to the nine 30 game. And this one is in, so I, I ask you guys this. I don't know if you know if you follow soccer that much. Is it Tottenham? Am I saying it right? Oh, jeez. Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspurs. Yes. Tottenham. Like, that's what I Tottenham. thought. Is it's kind of like Louisville where you don't really pronounce it like Louisville. Yeah, it's Louisville. not like Tottenham. No, nobody says yeah, that. Yeah, Tottenham. Like, so it was funny because <laughs> I kept saying Mattison and I was, instead of Mattison. <laughs> yeah, like, because it's just kind of like the – it's like the little – like, I was shortening and leaving it out of syllables, so I didn't know if it was the same thing with Tottenham. So – in any case, uh, the reason I bring that one up is because I was talking with Mike Tagliere and he thought this was back in Wembley and using what the playing surface is like in Wembley, but mm. now this is in Tottenham, which isn't that Wembley. That brand so all new that being... amazing stadium there, yeah. Yes. So, Chris, like, obviously, you know, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Does the playing surface, like, because we've had years now, I'm not talking scoring points because if you go back and look at the entire history of all the London games and all those, it's all over the map. There's games in the 40s. There's games that were 10 to 7. Like, it's all over the place. You can't really say they score high or score low in, in London. But the one thing that we have noticed is playing surface has mattered, especially if it's been rainy because it is London. And when it's kind of like Seattle, like foggy, rainy, and it's just the moisture just sticks. But it is a new surface. It is a new stadium. Does that come into your mind at all where you're like, eh, maybe not so much, obviously, for Christian McCaffrey, but the run game for the Buccaneers or anything like that, or even the quarterback play, does that worry you at all? No, I don't think so. You know, there was this talk over the past couple of years about games at Wembley, and, and even soccer players have said it. It was hard to get kind of breakaway speed because of some of the wind and, and depending on where the wind direction was coming from. And that, I thought that was just kind of looking into it a little bit too much. But soccer players have been on record to, to say that this is a new stadium. We don't have a lot of data for it. It's a phenomenal stadium where the Spurs play uh, I, I'm not I, I don't really have I can't really speak to to anything like that I, I don't think that there'll be a big factor like there was at, at Wembley so I think we can feel pretty confident about the players in this matchup yeah and and I mean I think Kyle Allen is a at a minimum a streaming option this week because the Buccaneers pass defense is atrocious and and so they they've been pretty good against the run but you've got to as at a minimum, he's dumping the ball off to to Christian McCaffrey, and there's every time he touches the ball right now, there's a chance he scores. So he could get get two or three touchdown passes to the running back, let alone what he does with with his wide receivers and Greg Olson. And um, I, I think he's at least a, a potential option this week as a as a flyer quarterback. Yeah, I would like it. I would agree with that. I mean, two quarterback leagues for sure. I mean, this is a weird week to stream quarterbacks. There's not a lot of great ones, as as you know, Jake, right in your article. There's not a lot of guys that kind of stand out here as, as streaming options. Like, I think I maybe would roll Kirk Cousins ahead of him, but I, I think he's certainly in play. Oh, I have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is actually my sleeper quarterback of the week. Yeah, well, it makes sense. The <laughs> That's crazy. Is so it? nice. Yeah, it's just it, it's so – actually, we'll jump to that game. We'll jump right to – actually, real quick before we get out of here, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Like, DJ Moore is doing more with his opportunities. Curtis Samuel has been seeing a little bit more opportunities since Kyle Allen's taken over at quarterback. Are they both wide receivers threes? Are you guys more DJ Moore than Curtis Samuel or just whatever on the situation? I'm more more, but – More more? Yeah, and I think you can play them both, but I've – what I've seen over the past couple weeks is a little bit more DJ is involved than Curtis Samuel. Curtis had that big – big first game I think it was in Arizona but there's been more consistency with DJ uh, but either of them like they're not I don't think they're wide receiver twos they're like more like threes yeah I'd put more to three I'd put Samuel probably you know in a, as a flex option this week I don't know that I want him as a wide receiver three um, even though it's a good matchup um, they they just don't seem to be using him a ton and and they're they forced the ball to more a little bit last time but it's basically all about McCaffrey and <laughs> and they went to know, more and more yeah yeah, they went to more a little more. Bounce back, Evans. 
and don't play OJ. But did you see the baseball? Did you see the catch at the baseball game last night? Oh yes, because I tweeted about it. <laughs> so I said that was his first catch of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cue up the jokes. It was great. I think I may even got too cocky last night and CC Bruce Arians. It's like, look at this crap. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe that gets him to uh, use him a little bit. You know, that'd be ideal. Yeah, maybe. All right, so, all right, back. And back I will say, I don't think it's a bounce back no. for Evans. And the, and the main reason is because. Well, he's not going to put I, up zero, is he? No, but, I mean, if he puts up two for 25, like, is, are you, do you want him in your lineup? No, like he, well, you got to play him, I think. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, but as a wide receiver three, maybe, because, and just for some upside, but they, it, I think teams have found success. If they take him out of the game, then. Try to let everybody else beat you. Like make Chris Godwin beat you, and he will. But he's not going to score enough points by himself to to you know to, to beat the Panthers. I think the Panthers win this game, and and you know and, and cover. The, if they're two point favorite, I think they win by a touchdown. All right, let's move on. Let's get out of this game. That's we spent too much time on freaking London, baby. <laughs> Seattle at Cleveland. Uh, look, Seattle. There's not a lot to say at this point. Russell Wilson's amazing. Chris Carson's amazing. Tyra Lockett's amazing. You know, DK Metcalf, accelerator pieces, you know, Rashad Penny if you're desperate. But let's talk about the Cleveland side of things because that's the big one. That's the one where this is going as wrong as it possibly have gone wrong. I mean, if it wasn't for the hype in the preseason and there wasn't a Baker Mayfield and there wasn't an Odell Beckham, everybody was like, hey, it's the Browns being the Browns and the Browns are being Brownies and blah, 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 blah. But still, there's a lot of talent on this team. Can they get anything right at home against the Seahawks, Chris? Like, is is Odell Beckham a buy low? Is he a wide receiver too? Because I think he is. Is Nick Chubb the only thing that you can feel confident in? I mean, what are we doing with the Browns right oh, now? Oh man, it's a mess. I I like Landry. I said this last week with with Landry. You know, since Njoku has been sidelined, he's been, it's been a lot of targets from him. It's been twenty five targets. He seems to be the only guy that Baker Mayfield can get the ball to. And I know last week they tried to get Odell involved, whether it was. Him throwing the football. I mean, at one point he had more passing yards and rushing yards than he had receiving yards, and we were almost at the at the half. I mean, and then at the end, you can tell they're trying to get him involved with the punt return, and then he tries to do there too much. There two catches that the old Odo Beckham, well, not old, but like it's not had. different now. But but those are catches that Odo Beckham should have caught. Yeah, I mean, it's they're pressing and they're feeling the pressure. The offensive line, we've said it since week one. Brad talked about it right off the hop. It was was not good against Tennessee. They they struggled in all assets of the game to try to run the ball, pass the ball. I, I don't want to say Baker Mayfield is – he can't turn this around, but there's Gosh. some easy plays. Yeah, I mean, I was telling my buddy, like, oh, he just looks too small. And it's him? like, oh, we talked about dropping him two weeks ago. Like, there's there's no way you can start this guy as your quarterback. Didn't we say this after – was it after the Rams game? Like, when we when he yeah, had those – Yeah, but people are – I told you before we started the show, people are still holding on to Antonio Brown. So. Yeah, there's no need. I mean, there's no need. There's We say this all the time. Every single year, there's four or five quarterbacks that were not drafted that ended up finishing as top ten quarterbacks. You can stream them. Look at Josh Allen's matchups after the bye week. I think he's got Miami a couple times. Like, we've, we'd like – definitely wasn't drafted? Three of us like Josh right Allen. Now? What? Minshew mania. Minshew mania. Like you just can't put Baker in your lineup. You can't. I mean, he put he got even a minus two in some formats last week. Like you just can't do it. If he bounces back, fine. If he has a game like he had against Baltimore, where he throws four hundred, whatever. Like good on Baker. Make him feel good about him. But after the, like he's got to buy next week. There's just no point. Like move on. I like Landry, but like watching Baker, and I said this to somebody, I was like, man, he just looks small. Like he can't even see these simple crossing routes. I mean, and even Landry and, and, and Odell are like running into each other. There was a play where they ran into each other once in the end zone. Like this is a complete mess right now. And then, oh, well, Breeze is small. Russell Wilson's small. Like let's not put Baker into that conversation with those guys. Like Baker is really struggling right now. He's looking at one read and then that seems to be it. I, I mean, I yeah, sure, Odell's probably cheap. You can get him. I saw a trade in one of my leagues, Odell for Cooper Cup. I'd rather have Cooper Cup at this point, and I'm not even kidding. Oh, no, that's, yeah, just, that's not even close. This is the most that's fired up close, I've heard yeah. Chris in a while. It's it's a, it's frustrating to watch. Like, there's so much talent and say, skill. Do you have like, anything left to say, I, I don't know. Like, talk about Freddie Kitchens, Brad. Give him some, some heat. <laughs> yeah, okay. This whole – the whole – you can tell when they go out on the field, they are not ready to play. No, and, not at And all. that is a coaching thing for sure. They're, I mean, for him to be in a in a perfect game script for a quarterback to get garbage points and he went 8 for 22 for 100 yards against the, the Niners. Like how – number one, how does he only have 22 attempts? But number two, he only completed eight of them. They couldn't get a first down to save their <laughs> neck. Like Nick Chubb was their only hope of getting a first down. And you can't run the ball when you're down four touchdowns. So – 
it's I don't know. It was it was a bad game from the start. Their defense did not look good. They're getting run all over the place. And and granted, give the 49ers some credit because they do have a, a great running game. But their defense is not what anybody thought they would too. And and it's you know they're that this is just not a good team right now. And and I I said it to you all in text like Vegas is going to clean up this year with all the people that bet the Browns in the Super Bowl. Um, you know preseason after they traded for Beckham. They, the odds jumped up in their favor, and people started betting like crazy, and, and Vegas is just going to wipe those people over. Oh, yeah, they're loving it. I was one, but I bet before the Beckham trade. Um, but, yeah, this is not this does not look good at all. And, Jake, I don't know if this is a trap. Like, why is Seattle only favored by one? I get it's in Cleveland, but, I mean, the way that the, the Seahawks have been playing and Russell Wilson, it's hard to imagine them not going in Cleveland and winning this game. It's hard to imagine, but you could do – you want to know Pat Mayo's theory? Is that the Every Browns are going to win when – no, Browns are going to win when there's no pressure and no. Yeah, when everyone's down on them. Well, that's what we've seen yeah. so far. I mean, they did play when the they Jets win, week they, two. They fold yeah. when nobody thinks they like whatever. You know, sure. they, they blow up the Ravens. Are so. you in on buying <laughs> yeah. low on Beckham? Yeah, absolutely. For what? Only because people like what would you but, realistically? Uh, what's some here, examples? Here, hold on, hold on. I'll give you. I'll give you. This is the one I actually threw back at Pat yesterday, and this is what I'll say. And this was, well, I don't know if I want to give you our answer first. Should I give you my answer first, or tell you just propose it first? Which do you want? Well, whatever Propose we say, you're going to say the opposite. Propose. No, I how many times I've tricked you so many times that I've done it exactly <laughs> what you've asked so many times, and you still don't know. That's what's so great about it. Propose. Which do you want? Propose. Okay, propose. I have DJ Chark. I offer you DJ Chark for Odell Beckham. Do you take it? Oh my God. I want Chark. This is what they, it's come see, to. This is what it's no, come so, to. And here was the answer. If I'm four and one or five and zero, oh, I actually take yes. Beckham because I'm shooting for the upside. I'm shooting for that second half schedule, which it doesn't come for a few weeks. Like their schedule for the next couple of weeks is still really it's bad. It's really tough. But I'm shooting for that upside because you know what? I am a contender, and if Odell Beckham gets even back to just fringe wide receiver one, I'm, I'm getting that. But why I propose that, and where I agree with you, Brad, if I'm three and two, two and three, or definitely losing, or if I'm just in, you know, I need to win. If I need to win now, as crazy as it sounds. It's my boy, baby shark. Yeah, it's actually the perfect answer. Absolutely, that's that's how yeah, it played I mean, as well. What does what does Beckham offer you that Shark doesn't? I mean, he's had a 146 yard game. He's had a 164 yard game with two touchdowns. Like he has the upside that Beckham does on any given week, but he's also got a much better floor right now. So I I take Shark in either scenario. You are right though. Like week 11 is kind of where it clears up after Buffalo, like Pittsburgh, so, Miami, Pittsburgh, said, Cincy, so Arizona. Wait, for some people, it, it yeah, is. But, but if yeah, you were in a season's over, at that yeah, point. yeah, you have to be in a really good spot. You have to be comfortable. And you know what? You may not be four and one with Odell Beckham, potentially your first round pick. You know what I mean? Like I have him in a league where I grabbed him in the 12th spot and I'm not feeling too well, good. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The Chark owner might be. Yeah. Oh, sure. The Chark owner could potentially be, yes. Baby Chark. Wow. Chark, Chark, wow. Chark, this is what it's come baby. to. Like the Browns trash. I mean, that's it's, <laughs> that's exactly why we brought it up. That was just the, the, what's so interesting about it. And this, you know, here's a perfect example again. This is why you don't veto trades. As, as crazy as they may sound. Yeah. And, you know, of course, week one, people would say DJ Chark for Oda Beckham. Nobody knew this was going to happen. No. But. This happens every year, and if somebody's a full believer and they did, and they traded a little Beckham and got DJ Chark and likely something else after week one, you know they still won. Period. <laughs> so stop vetoing. Anyway, let's move on. What about Juju? Uh, Juju or Shark? Oh, Chark. That's that. That was not even a question. Like I still, I'm with you for what you just said about Odell Beckham and the fact that if going forward, I want Chark. I don't care what the scenario is. I want Chark. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys know how I feel about Juju. What about in a dynasty? You guys know how I feel about Juju. Now they're down to their fourth quarterback in Pittsburgh. In a dynasty? I still a dynasty I think that's league. actually I think that's kind of a toss up because mm. how many we assume Roethlisberger's coming back, and I'm not saying he's not. And I don't, I didn't say that as an assume like, oh, I don't believe him. No, right. he's just, got a lot of guaranteed money left. So And exactly but I'm is it one back. more year? Is it two more years? Uh, is it still it's let's two go two more on the deal? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I'm how much the game right. Is. I meant like how many does he play? And to go back to Chris's point of why he thought he was going to be a bust this season again, and Chris wasn't saying he was going to be this bad. Uh, we nobody saw the injuries. No. I mean, the Steelers have just been ravished by injuries. But he did say, can he handle being a number one wide receiver? And even before Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, there was like legitimate concern that. Maybe he can't. So I think Juju's I think an interesting buy low in dynasties. I think he's if you if, he is. I, I, I just think, don't know that DJ Chark isn't no as good I, yeah, as he is in dynasty. I would agree, but I putting Chark aside for a second. I think if you you know if you want to get Juju in a dynasty format, I mean the Juju owner probably now's the time. Yeah, now is the time. I mean I don't expect 
there's a lot of question marks in Pittsburgh moving forward, but I mean, he's a, he's at least a decent buy low. I just not a wide receiver one. Here's the good news. Emery talked about it in the column on the athletic right now, if you want to go check it out is he said this, the Hodges might actually be better be for better. the passing game because he doesn't care. He's just going to keep slinging it and throwing it. And you know what the best part about it is it's not only that he doesn't care. That's the kind of quarterback he is. He doesn't care because on top of it, what does he have to lose? He was the backup to the backup. Like that's kind of how we, we what we said about Minshew, right? When he has nothing to lose, like make those throws, go ahead. Like nobody, like you, Jacksonville didn't bring you in and sign you a big mega contract. I mean, they signed Nick Foles. This is your opportunity to pull a Nick Foles and just take those shots downfield. So, yeah, it's it's very they, interesting. They I think liked change. him enough. They liked him enough to trade Joshua Dobbs, so yeah. who yeah, yeah. you know who at least had some experience in that offense. So they they I must know, think more that about there's at least something there. <laughs> Pittsburgh's gonna have to change their offense one more time, right? I mean, like the, the they? We, they, they with the whole Jalen Samuels is gone, right? He's he's sidelined for for four he's weeks or so. Like and, that's their best quarterback right now, too. <laughs> So, yeah, new, well, new I, since we're talking about that game, we yeah. might as well. I actually think this is a boost to James Conner because now there's no competition for the 80% usage like they usually do because Benny Snell's Benny Snell. Like, if anybody out there doesn't know, I said it again in a column, Benny Snell is Jordan Howard at best, and I just don't see him being any threat because Jalen Samuels was a threat because he's getting used in the passing game. Benny Snell's not going to be used in the passing game. You talk about similar hands to Jordan Howard. And I think this is good, although obviously the downside is Hodges leading this offense turns into three points a game because if this game goes sideways real quick, I mean, they could be down 14 nothing. And despite the fact that James Conner is used in the passing game, you don't want to see James Conner down 14 nothing right out of the gate. No, you don't. And, you know, Benny Snell, you know, in deeper formats, he should be picked up. I mean, his ownership's no, only 1%. In deep, no in deep, deep leagues. I'm not talking about 12 no. teams, talking about 14. Oh, I'm, not, I'm saying don't even waste your process. Or what if Connor goes down this week? We're just going to yeah, ignore just... volume and, tw- and 15 touches in an offense? Like, I'm not yeah, saying it's fantastic. Gonna, because they're going to be like Hilleman's touches last week where it's 2.3 yards a carry. Yeah. Get excited about that. <laughs> You're going to need 20 touches just to have I'm not saying to get excited day. about it, but I mean, I he do that, have Miami coming in, out of the bye. I know. Tongue-in-cheek aside, I would pick him up only to flip him in case yeah. James Connor well, got 1% is too low. Plan ahead, guys. 1% is too low. Ahead. <laughs> All right. So on the other side of it, uh, we talked about Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler on the waiver show. If Mike Williams is out there, are we going to roll him out against Pittsburgh? Because Pittsburgh secondary has been playing better. Yeah, they have. But I, I, I will probably roll him out. I, I don't feel. Bounce back for Keenan Allen. Yeah. I mean, he eats, he's be. he's been eating <laughs> Pittsburgh up I for said years. This on Monday, they they have to force feed Keenan Allen if they're going to win. That's that's the well. So the that's why I was waiting for you, Brad, is because. If you think that and Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are going to get used, are you down on Mike Williams then? Because it kind of feels like, you know, somebody, it can't be all four of them, right? Or can it? No, I, I don't think it can. And I would definitely be down on Mike Williams, especially in, in a week Hunter Henry comes back or, or potentially this week. He hadn't been ruled out yet this week, but but I think, you know, next week's probably a little more likely. But when he comes back, that's that's a little more of a security blanket. And and I think I think there's a chance that that uh, Williams becomes the fifth option in the passing game. Yeah, you probably have better options than Williams. Last year, I know last year, whatever, but uh, Keenan Allen, 19 targets, 14 catches, 148 yards against Pittsburgh. I mean, he ate them up. Remember they had just using linebackers in the slot to try to guard this guy? Maybe they have I a think better. I they learned their lesson. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. They haven't learned their lesson for I mean, years you know playing the like, same I, I, uh, I know, but, but, but I, I I told you on Monday that I, was, I mean, if you got whoever you want to put on Keenan Allen and drop Mick and Fitzpatrick over the top, mm-hmm. I think that's the smart move. Obviously, that they have to do it, yeah. but you know, it's a lot easier said than done. But it's a, if really, let's be honest, if he gets twelve targets and even does get that dropped coverage over top of him and gets blanketed with the top and under, and still probably comes down with four or five. I mean, that's really yeah. the thing. So. I will say this. I, I think Phillip Rivers was almost th- – this last week against the Broncos was almost as bad as Baker Mayfield yeah, was. Yeah, he was. Um, he, he threw 48 times and threw for 211 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. It was all just dumping off to Eckler in garbage time. There there was no pushing the ball down the field at all. Like, they, they looked completely inept as a passing offense. And I, I understand the Broncos' defense, you know, at least it should be good. They've got def- um, decent defensive backs. But their defense had not been good to this point. And and they just completely shut the Chargers down, and I I didn't see that happening, especially in LA, um, at home. And so I I'm you know I'm a little more concerned about the Chargers passing game as a whole, and that's part of the reason too why I'm down on Mike Williams going forward. Also, 
Yeah, actually, was it still had him inside the top ten, but I was one of the lower on Kenny Allen. To one point, is just Chris Harris knows how to stop him. Yeah, he just he's knows how to stay with him. So let's jump to that game. Speaking of Chris Harris and the Broncos, and this is we're kind of just doing a transition here instead of like straight through because we're all over the map at this point. <laughs> so the Broncos against the Titans, actually two pretty good old the Denver run defense has. Oh, you know what? That's where I'll go with this, Chris. I said, and we're going to talk about it on the DFS show. I think Derrick Henry is a very intriguing play for DFS purposes, but overall, do they get anything? Like, do you even care any about wide receivers when it comes to the Titans at this point? No, I mean, it's it's really <laughs> tough to to feel good about any of their guys. Um, I know Brown has showed up recently, um, but even still, he's had some – some dead games. He just had the He's two still good games. Snapping Tajay Sharp. Yeah, and he hasn't had a game with more than three catches. So I mean, realistically, what are you hoping for putting him in your lineup? And I mean, even yeah, Delaney Walker big, hasn't been good either. Big play. Yeah. yeah, just a big play threat. Yeah, it's all uh, it's the Henry show. Would you start Delaney Walker or Chris Herndon in his first game back? You know what? I might start Chris Herndon. Um, yeah, I probably will. Knowing you know that it's the first game together is and first one for Herndon in a while and and Darnold in a while, but I like the rapport they had last year. I think Delaney Walker's two catches in the last two games. So, I mean, what's what's worse here? I know. I brought it up for a specific reason. We'll we'll go to that game next because I do have one question on the Denver side of the ball. Was Emmanuel Sanders just fun for a few weeks and he's done already? Like, is that it? We've already petered out? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, there you go. Well, he's had three three very good games and two two dead games. But, I mean, maybe this is a bad one. taking over. Yeah, he is taking over. But, you know, you look ahead on the schedule, got KC week seven, maybe he'll be more involved. I don't think he's a drop. He has been getting dropped in leagues. Like, his ownership is now, like, minus 4% in the past 24 hours. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I would maybe think about other options this week against the Titans. Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, he, um, you know, Sanders, he didn't do anything last week, but he had over 100 yards in, in week four. So, um, it's not like he's completely irrelevant. But Tennessee's defense has been pretty good, you know, mo- most of the time this year. So, um, I, 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 you know, I agree. I'm off of Sanders, um, you know, pivot to Sutton. I, I honestly am not a huge believer in Sutton overall, but I think he's definitely the best option they have in, in Denver. Okay. So let's jump to the jets and you brought up Chris Herndon already. Here's the, and I'll come back to you real quick, Chris, cause you brought him up. It sounds crazy cause he hasn't even played a game yet, but I put him in a cell category mm. of my article for the buys and sells because he hasn't played a game. Usually when people come back, whether it's fancy baseball, basketball, hockey, football, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right before we talk about it all the time, right before somebody comes back, they're usually at 100 percent peak value because people always expect the best. It's the optimism. And it's the, also not injury related in this situation, but it's the injury optimism. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to be what he was before this. And people always pay value right before players come back, despite the risk associated with it. And here's the risk of it. Yes, he and Sam Darnold do have a connection that we've seen and they've seen the connection. However, this is Adam Gase. Adam Gase is running this team. Adam Gase doesn't know how to run a team. Adam Gase has already said, I need to evaluate Chris Herndon like he has other options at tight end. And Adam Gase has shown, like Bruce Arians, that he doesn't do a lot with tight ends. I'm just saying, I would start Chris Herndon on the upside over Delaney Walker. I agree with you on that. But I also say he's a potential sell because there is a lot of risk similar to O.J. Howard with Chris Herndon. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, why not? You should see what you can get all the time for some of these hyped guys. Um, and even Herndon was drafted in a lot of my leagues knowing that you weren't going to get him until this point, like week six. So there was a connection, at least four catches in six of his last eight games last year. But you make good points. I mean, Adam Gase just looks absolutely clueless. What he did to Falk last week, I mean, not letting him run with the, the offense at all and just throwing him into the fire against the Eagles with no reps was absolutely ludicrous. And it's like Gase is just sitting on the sidelines with his hat over his eyes, just trying to hide from the media and, and hide from everything. He just looks he looks so clueless. I want to give the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be involved in this offense, even if it's just his first game. Maybe he's not going to get a full workload or a snap share. I get a lot of these questions at The Athletic recently doing the chats. Jake, I know you are as well with your articles in the chats. And, and Herndon and Everett were big, big time, you know, questions like between two of them and I said like Everett this week Herndon long term see what you can get maybe if you have both or you have Herndon and you already have a tight end see what you can get for him because now is the time like I agree with your assessment but I do think he'll be involved and if Sam Darnold's gonna play I think the offense is gonna be a little bit better I don't know if Crowder's gonna catch 100 balls like he did week one but I think he's gonna be better I think Robbie Anderson's gonna be better and I think Lev Bell who's getting more touches and more usage with the Jets than he did with the Steelers 
It's just obviously he hasn't been efficient, but I think the offense just rolls better with Sam Darnold under center. So I, I'm going to go the other way on Herndon, and I think he's he's actually a buy right now. And the reason is because I don't care what Adam Gase does. If Herndon is running routes, Darnold will look his way. That's that's my thought because that's his – you know, we I talk about security blankets with other tight ends before, with Hunter Henry, whatever. That's I, I think he will get the, the four to six catches every single week. And right now with the wasteland the tight end is, especially outside of the top five or so – four to six catches gets you in the top six, seven tight ends every single week. And I think that can be Chris Herndon pretty easily. This is a trap game to me. Dallas is seven and a half point favorites on the road. And I, I feel like so much of this has is, oh, the Jets have been terrible this year. So they're not, you know, they're not going to be in this game. They've been terrible without Sam Darnold. And they've been terrible with their number three quarterback, which I don't think is, is fair to say, like, that's the team that they are. If they get Darnold back and he's fully healthy, he's got his strength back, Lev Bell becomes a, a better option because Darnold will throw the ball downfield. Luke Falk did not. He had 26 attempts and I had 120 yards last week. Um, and, and that was against the atrocious Eagles secondary. So the... Darnold would have exploited the Eagle secondary. Darnold will throw the ball downfield a little more. He makes Robbie Anderson more relevant, like you talked about. Jamison Crowder, obviously, we saw week one. They had a connection going. I think this the, there's a chance that the the they expose the, the Dallas defense a little bit here. Dallas's defense has traditionally been better at home. And I think the Jets go out and, and put up a big game. And I think they it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Jets Doing won this it. game. This was this was a game that that I think um I was looking at for a survivor pool, like, wow, how was that a seven and a half point game? Like if Luke Falk is in there, sure. Like I want Dallas in a survivor pool, but not with Sam Darnold in there. It's, it's somebody, I, I think he's going to have a little bit of a, uh, you know, an ax to grind just because he's, he, he's excited to be back out there. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if this offense moves the ball pretty well. And the public agrees with you. Dallas is, they were nine point favorites, but I guess that's how they opened up. And Sam Darnold has been an announced starter since then. So. So it's pulled back just a point and a half, though? Yeah, just a point and a half. That's what they're giving Sam. I think I agree with Brad. I don't know if they're – I don't want to say that they're going to win the game, and you didn't say that. You kind of hinted to it, but I think that they can hang around. I mean, they no, hung Brad around No, they're winning by 30. <laughs> yeah, that's how people will, will say it, will, how, how they'll take that. <laughs> it's just the way life is these the days. Will lose and if, like and if they do, one. then I'll dance around like it's, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> No, so say they'll lose by like one on the last second, like fluke touchdown defensively yeah. or something like that, and people will be like, "Brad's an idiot." I told the hero, whatever. <laughs> they hung around against the Bills, and we know what the Bills are now, right? This the Bills are are a playoff. The team. Bills are a playoff team. Yeah, period. absolutely. I mean, I looked at their schedule. The rest team. of their yeah, I think we you know we had them in as a wild card. I know certainly. No, no, no. I meant like they legitimately were a playoff team, and people last year, oh, yeah, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, right. I and I think they're better. Yes. They're oh, a sure. better team now than we've seen out of the Bills in two decades. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you look at their schedule. And I mean, there's there's not a whole there's not a lot of losses that you can give them the rest of the way. I don't even know if they'll lose four more games the rest of the way, honestly. But the, but the, to the point, the Jets hung around oh. with them in that fir, in that first week, and they easily could have won that game. But you know, again, Sam Darnold just makes this offense better. Let's let's go to a game where I hate this team, but Kansas City Chiefs home against the Texans. Um, <laughs> yes, people, everybody listen to the Monday show. They know I actually hate the Chiefs for the rest of my life. Uh, screw you, Chiefs. So, <laughs> Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, 50 50. Sam's like Sammy, sounds like Sammy Watkins is like 90% out. And so, this is the same thing we talked about on Monday. But let's just for people that maybe didn't want to listen to the show, doesn't want to go back and listen, just real quick on the Kansas City side of things, the two most interesting and most important things. Is Damian Williams the guy again? Everything's fine. The excuse that was thrown out was LaShawn McCoy was struggling in pass blocking, whatever. Damian Williams, fine. It's fringe RB1 again, Brad. I know you'll probably say, yes, that's your boy. Uh, and on the wide receiver side, if Tyreek Hill is out there and no Sammy Watkins, because that's what we're assuming as of today, Demarcus Robinson startable, Michael Harmon startable, Brian Pringle startable. There you go. Yeah, I, I, so I, I'm going to put Williams a little lower um, this week. And, and what? the biggest reason is because their offensive line is just in shambles right now. They just had to go out and sign Stefan Wisniewski um, yesterday just to give them some depth. I because feel like they he's lost... played for 17 teams. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's been he around. He probably has. He's been around. But he's, I mean, he may be in there because of the, the condition of their line this week. So I, I don't see them running running the ball well. The, the Williams does have upside in the passing game because he will get some potential dump offs, especially if Mahomes is a little less mobile because of the ankle. I don't know how bad that's going to be, but but yeah, I, I think you could start Pringle. I think you start Robinson, and I think Hardman is is the only one. I'm not huge. 
huge on, but there's huge upside there for sure. He's he's a dynamic playmaker, but he's not Tyreek Hill. And everybody tried to say, like, they're going to put him in the Tyreek Hill role. We've now seen he is not as good a route runner. He's not as, as quick. He's really fast, but he's not as quick as Hill is. They need Hill back at a minimum just to – pose a threat to the defense i hope he comes back it sounds like they're they're trying to kind of play it down a little bit in the media um just to not get everyone's expectations up but i think he plays this week he's a tough guy we've seen it in the past him playing through injuries if it's a pain pain tolerance uh issue i think he's out there if he can still play at 52 i'd say he's a pretty good guy by the way there's there's steve steve wisniewski and this is Steven Wisniewski, which, by yeah, the way, Steph, test son, without right? looking, <laughs> with, with, without looking, Brad, spell his last name. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, W I S N I E W S K I. There you go, Brad Wins. Spell his first name. S T E F A N. No, but close. Oh. It's it's S T E F E N. F-E-N. So E, two right. E's. Yep. So Steve Wisniewski is just regular Steve Former. Wisniewski from way back. The, so they've got to look him up when you're right. Like, you no, they're not. Lineman. No. Oh, that's unbelievable. Former. No, actually, I don't Former know if he is. Oh, it's his nephew. There you go. I found it. Okay. It's his nephew. Fair enough. Yeah. So they are related. The Wiz. But uh, so in any case, <laughs> Chris, uh, your take on the Chiefs? Quicker version, firewise? Yeah, I mean, you play them all. The totals are like 55. I think you just roll them out. I agree with the the Hardman take. Um, you know, I would look elsewhere, but Robinson, I want to play. You know, Damien's going to catch some balls in the backfield. I, I, I still think this team's going to struggle to run the football. I, where I'm lost is is shady. I, I would look elsewhere for McCoy. I think well, he's going to he be too. more involved. Yeah, he is lost. But I, I, I don't think he's going to be completely just taking out of this offense. I think they'll give him another chance. And I wonder if he is the goal line back again. Like, it could be Damien. But um, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. So it's on both sides. I think he's – Well, he can be the goal guys. line back because then he doesn't have to pass block. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's, he, he's not – <laughs> definitely struggle. He doesn't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> no, I guess not. I mean, yeah, it's it's rough. Some some of the footages with some of these backs. I mean, Dalvin Cook too. It's a story for another day. But you know, he was dodging some some hits and not protecting Kirk Cousins, and Cousins is getting the heat for it. Shady needs to be better if he wants to stay on the field. But I, I think you play a lot of these guys, and again, in a deeper league, in a fourteen team, I may even roll Shady out as a flex, just knowing that there could be fifty plus points scored in this contest. Oh, definitely. Maybe even on both yeah, sides. Yeah, this could be how the fun game would of that be? This is the first. Is, has there been a hundred point game yet? I'm sure, I feel like there's been. Well, there's uh, there was, yeah, the, the Rams, Rams and, and Buccaneers. Yeah, that yeah. one was. Like, they they hit a hundred, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, so uh, ninety five, I think. But yeah, close. to Was it? Yeah. All right, so let's go to this next yeah, one. You guys ready to get amped for this next 40. one? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get amped. So Redskins and Dolphins. Yeah, game of the week. Next, everybody. Get, get no, this, this is I fantasy know, relevant because bad. I want all the Terry McLaurin in the world this week. The <laughs> Dolphins can't cover anybody. Well, and Oh, well, we know that. Here's the question, though, Brad. Do you want anybody else? That's the question. AP game? I'm, I'm mm. on AP. It could be an AP game. Like, he could, he should be able to get a few carries. But here's the thing. Bill Callahan comes in and says he wants to run the ball more. Which is so, like, <laughs> I, that's, like, this is – if there's any proof of, like, hey – what the hell, and this is why you don't have a head coaching job, to come out and say that. But it is against the Dolphins. And if it is a game where you could nurse a lead and get Adrian Peterson for one of his last of his career, possibly 20 carry games, this could be it. And I don't mind Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if Albert Wilson doesn't come back, I don't mind Devontae Parker or Preston Williams because it is the Redskins defense. I, I, I Tongue-in-cheek aside, Brad, I think there is a lot more fantasy relevance to be had here than, than people would assume. For sure. I mean, these both these defenses are are awful. So yeah, there's uh, from an offensive standpoint, it's kind of what you want. Like this is, if the Dolphins are going to win a game this this year, it will be this one. This is the only one they even have a prayer at winning. And so they they I think they're potentially going to be fired up. But I also this was the one I was going to avoid in Survivor, but too late for that. Yeah, you you could say the same thing about the Redskins. Like this might be the only game the Redskins have a chance to win this year too. So it's it'll be interesting to see because they the Red. The Redskins defense, I think, is actually a, you know, for the leagues that play team defense, actually a potential streaming option this week because the the Dolphins offense is so bad. And because the the Redskins defense at a minimum has scored some points this year, 
Um, there's there is some. They actually have a decent here. pass rush. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they so there there's a there's a chance. I like the Redskins in this game, and and I think they're the team that comes out of it with the win. I not but not confidently enough to pick them in Survivor. <laughs> oh man, like it's so, I'm so sick to my stomach. I'm actually rolling out quite a few players in and from. Do this you know game. where I rank their defense, Chris? Who Washington? Yeah. Uh, top Seven. ten. Yeah. Yep. I picked yeah. them up in a couple spots. I'm rolling them out there this week. I mean, they got some pressure on Brady last week. I think they can get some pressure, um, you know, this week on against Miami as well. So there's a few guys. You mentioned Drake. I mean, it depends on your format, obviously, your your whole situation. But I think AP and Drake could potentially be in play. Preston Williams is somebody I'm playing this week as well. And obviously, McLaurin is, you know, you lock him in your lineup. But, I mean, <laughs> surprisingly, there could be some points scored in this game. I mean, Preston Williams is getting some looks. He's getting some targets ever since Rosen's taken over. 19 targets in his last two games. I mean, I know it's Miami and the offense is just garbage. I'm only 16 points over those last two games, but I mean, volume is volume, man. It is. I just, the Albert Wilson return, yes. if it happens. Yeah. We'll, and we'll it. I, I wish I would know if he was playing the full complement of snaps, because if he is, uh, that's, you just, you attack the Redskins in the slot. Just do it all. Just attack the Giants in the slot, the Redskins, the Saints. There's a few, and there's a few others, but like those are like three of the biggest teams where you just go slot, 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 slot all day long. And they just gonna get gonna destroyed. I think Miami's going to win. Miami's going to win. So you're taking Miami. Brad, you're taking the Redskins? Yep. You know, sometimes with a new coach, you see a team actually fired up, but like you look at Washington's like, whatever. It's like not that they're going to be able to flip a switch and all of a sudden be an, a, you know, an elite I'm taking – I mean, at this I'm point, thinking, if you're Washington, how do you not trade Trent Williams? How yeah, do you not you trade it. him at this point? Yeah, it's because it. do you know who runs this organization? That's I, why. I, I get it. But at the same time, like they th – there would be teams I think that would give up two firsts for him. I, I, think, I mean, at this point, I and, think the Chiefs and probably they would. they probably would, but they still won't because of who runs the – this is like this guy – like I don't even his name doesn't even deserve to be. I'm never like people don't like this team in general. I'm not mentioning either part of the front office. And to be honest with you, he's the type of guy that could. I mean, he has millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And if it was sitting there in front of him and somebody was getting ready to light a million dollars on fire and it said, "Hey, if you give him five hundred thousand dollars and take five hundred thousand back, I won't light it on fire." And he'll say, "Light it on fire," because I don't want to give him five hundred thousand dollars. Like that's that's the kind of guy he is. He would rather throw stuff away, burn it down to the ground than to do something that would help somebody else while also helping him. Sounds like a loser to me. It, it, yep. This is why this, like, get it, find a new team. I, I You know this. I, I, I will never stop being a Giants fan, and I said that with quotes because people know at this point how I feel about the team. I'm never switching teams. I will say this. If you're a Redskins fan, I give you, you carte blanche. You can switch teams. Go ahead. Like, I, I give you full, like, pass, yeah. pardon. You're allowed to. <laughs> Your front office is too terrible. The ownership is too terrible. You can move on. Please do. For your sake, for your health. I care about people's health. Chris, I care about your health. Appreciate it. The Eagles are in Minnesota. I feel like you're going to be stressed this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be stressed. <laughs> this is a big game. This is this is one the, the boys got to have. It's 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 going to be a tough game. It's uh, We said about Kirk Cousins, I think he's absolutely in play. Thielen had the bounce back game. You know, obviously he's, he's in play too. And, you know, I would start Diggs. You're hoping. You're just hoping for that game that's going to come with Stephon well, Diggs. But against why. the secondary, I think you can. Because we know but the Eagles. Like, the run defense is pretty solid. Kirk Cousins is going to have to air it out a little bit. Well, it's on top of that. So I'll give you why. And this is why I have Kirk Cousins as a sleeper in the article. For anybody that doesn't want to read the article, as people do, and just jump down to the comments and don't read, even despite there's an answer there for you. I'm not bitter or anything. But <laughs> the it, Kirk Cousins situation. So, no, so this is this is what I was saying, Chris, and this is why I really like him. And this, is, I think, is the one game that Adam Thielen and Diggs can both have a good game for a change. But after this, get the hell away from Stefan Diggs because if you look at the rest of the schedule, Kirk Cousins, as time and again, I'll say this, Kirk Cousins struggles downfield, struggles downfield outside. You give him too much time to think, and he overthinks it. He takes the more aggressive pass. He's just not a very good quarterback when he has too much time to think. He overthinks. That's his entire career's problem. When he's forced to throw quickly, as he did against the Bears, Stefan Diggs goes off. This could be a game where you get both because the secondary is so terrible that Stefan Diggs is going to be able to break free quickly, but they have a pass rush, one of the best pass rushes still, despite the secondary being awful, so they can force Kirk Cousins to quick decisions to Diggs, but still have a legitimate, decent amount of time to get Thielen as well, and that's why I like Kirk Cousins as a QB1. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I, I definitely think he's a top 12 quarterback this week. Yeah, so that's fair. We, and, and Chris was, I think Chris was a little light. Yeah. yeah, I think Chris was a little light touting the Eagles' run defense. They're, I mean, they're literally the number one run defense in football, and – 
and there's there's nothing that makes me think this week's going to be any different. So bench Dalvin Cook. Uh, it, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't bench Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook is going to have. I think he's going to have to do a lot of his his work in the in the receiving game, um, which they've shown they they'll have no problem throwing the ball to him. So, um, so no, I, I do no think that Alexander Matson. <laughs> uh, no, I mean he not not unless Cook gets hurt. I, was gets hurt I think he might game. be the number yeah. one handcuff. In football, though, Madison, yeah, one of them, man, because no, you know what go- they want to do. Like Pollard, sure, they- maybe Edmonds, I don't know, but like, I- no. So I would actually, so he's not, he's. Not, I was going, thank you. I'm glad that's where you went, Chris. So you well, hold on. Who, who's your number one? Legitimately, who's your number one? I think it might be Madison. Yeah. Would you say Madison, Brad? Uh, I'd probably go Tony Pollard. So yeah, that's Pollard what, is a good one. I would put him fourth. Who Madison? And because I would go Tony Pollard. I would go Chase Edmonds because I don't think people still realize that Chase Edmonds is not that much. Like, I'm talking minuscule drop-off from David Johnson. And I'm going right call Armstead because I, I can keep saying this. If both, let's say to this week, Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette get hurt, Reichel Armstead has that backfield to himself. Go look at the depth chart. They picked up Divine Ozigbo off the Saints as the part of And I think the other one is Tyler Irvin. I don't remember off the top of my head yeah, now. Like, and Ozigbo hasn't nothing, even been active. Exactly. There is nothing behind Armstead. The difference is C.J. Ham, uh, Mike Boone. I just don't know that Madison gets the workload that Armstead would if Dalvin Cook were to go down. That's, I do like Madison a lot. It's just the workload. That's fair. I mean, we've seen Armstead do absolutely nothing. At least Madison like enters this week with Armstead 34 had one attempts. Good game. Yeah, but Madison has 34 attempts, 189 yards on the ground. I mean, he's got two game, three games, at least 49 yards. He's at least done something. I don't. I'm sure Ham will come in for a carry or two if something happens, or Abdullah comes in for a carry or two. But like Madison's the guy, and Minnesota, what they want to do is run the football, just like Jacksonville. Sure. And you know what? Chase Edmonds, he probably needs to get a little bit more play because the worst team inside the red zone this year by far is Arizona. Maybe it's Cleveland. I don't know. But like Arizona, like they just cannot get in. And and David Johnson is he's had opportunities. Maybe it's time to start giving Edmonds the ball inside the red zone and seeing what he can do. Maybe he can power drive a touchdown or two because this is a team that just power drive a touchdown. S- stall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like give, and he's giving the ball. He did it a couple of times last year too. So he and, yes. and he you know he scored a touchdown last week when Johnson was fighting some back stuff. So if this back stuff lingers a little bit, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, Edmonds should not be on the on the waiver wire in any league no he shouldn't um you know and you're talking about high-end handcuffs if you've got a good starting lineup and you're looking just someone to stash on your bench i mean i i'd, I'd consider ito smith at this point he's getting a lot of work in the passing game Devonte freeman hasn't looked at anything um and, and also don't forget latavius murray like there's there's still um we're about to get drew Brees back in that offense and if alvin Kamara goes down latavius murray is the absolute man in the backfield in 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 new orleans and that can be a huge, uh, huge boost down the stretch to to a team that is hurting in the running game. Hey, we cut off s- syllables on this show. It's New Orleans. Come on, New Orleans. You know, sorry, <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> hey, there you go. Look at that for a transition. That, that wasn't even intentional. New against Jacksonville this week. This is, hey, we talked about it before. Minshew against the Saints defense. Chris, uh, look, Marshawn Lattimore is back to playing Marshawn Lattimore level. Mm-hmm. However. There's still this Eli Apple and PJ Williams guys on this team where just blow them up because that's all you can do all day long. So is this a DD game instead of a DJ Chark game? Or are you so confident in Minshew and Chark that you don't even care at this point? Yeah, I th- you know, I, the matchup is, is certainly tough. And you're right about Lattimore. I, you know, I think at this point, maybe you just play Chark anyways and seeing what he's done. But I, we did say this on the show Monday that it does feel like it's a it's a D.D. Westbrook game. And he has been getting some targets. It's not like, oh, you know, he's been pretty quiet lately and now he'll just show up. I mean, in the past couple of games, he's been getting some looks, 17 targets, 12 catches. So um, I, I think and D.D.'s a guy who's kind of right. hanging around the waiver wire. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Brad, I'm going to ask this question again. And hopefully you do it better okay. than Chris does. Come on. Come on. <laughs> D.J. Chark and Gardner Minshew. Do we not care who they face at this point? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You roll them there out we there. Go. I, I still think you can play Westbrook. Um, it, it, you know, assuming you More don't have Shark, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to run them both but out there. Matter. But yeah, you, you yeah, you. I, I don't think it matters. I think there's a good chance Marshawn Lattimore is probably shadowing Shark this week, and I still want Shark in my lineup because there he. I, I just think he's a he's an athletic freak. He has figured out the receiver position. His quarterback loves him. His quarterback will throw jump balls to him because of how athletic he is. And, and let him make a play, and he's proven time and time again he can do it. Yeah, I throw Shark out there no matter what. I was saying you play him, but, like, let's – we just gave Chris Harris some love, right? What happened in Denver with Shark? I mean, four for 44, this is by far so, his worst game. So that's his floor. Chris, if he gives you four for 44, play him. But don't be surprised if he gives Chris, you four if, for 44. If, if DJ Shark was facing Stephon Gilmore, to your point. <laughs> yeah, you're not playing him. 
It doesn't matter who DJ Chark faces. Okay. Sorry. We, really we've gotten there. <laughs> we have we've there. gotten there. It's week six, and Chark is, is matchup per. He's, he's he top, is, five, well, top five receiver in the game. Oh, easily. I would yeah, forget about it. Odell Beckham has nothing on him. Oh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna tear down my Odell Beckham jersey and put up a DJ Chark jersey. You actually should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, you know what I found out yesterday from Mike Wright, who told about Gardner's Minshew name. You know what his dad originally wanted to name him? This is my new jersey. Uh, nobody else better do this. I am. Do- I told Mike I was Food. doing it on the All in Sports podcast. I am ordering Food. a. No, I am ordering a jersey. I'm ordering a Jacksonville jersey, and I'm customizing it because I'm putting this name on the back of it with his number because this is his dad wanted to name Beowulf. <laughs> Beowulf Minshew. I am getting a Gardner Minshew jersey, but it's going to say Beowulf on the back. I am doing it. It's going to be in my new backdrop. There's so Minshew much Mania. to like about oh. Minshew. <laughs> I still, if you're going to name him Beowulf, then his middle name has to be Fu because Fu Minshew is just like you have to do it. <laughs> oh, man. Beowulf Fu Minshew. And apparently he's not even the second. Like his dad's name isn't Gardner, so like, he's just. He's just. This is. They just dropped I, the second it, on him. Yeah. I know. This is like when Titus Young Senior, when he doesn't even have a junior named Titus Young. Like this is just. I don't, I don't even know what to make of this guy. It's so ridiculous. Hey, speaking of not making things of censored like whatever. Last game. We jumped around somehow. This is the last game we got to here. Bengals at Baltimore. Uh, Bengals. Chris. Uh, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, question mark. I mean, is there anything here? It's in Baltimore. But Baltimore's defense has definitely not been a Baltimore defense this year. No, it hasn't. I would play Tate. Um, you know, he saved your day with a touchdown last week, but he's still he's still getting some looks inside that offense, and, and they're throwing the ball a ton there. Uh, so I would play him. Obviously, you roll out Boyd and Mixon, and you just hope for the best with Mixon. But uh, Tate in a, in a deeper format as a flex, I don't mind. Yeah, that's fair. I, I... – um, you know, yeah, I, I'm not huge on honestly anybody in this game. I, I, I think Baltimore is, um, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Their defense is not that good. I've got them in a couple leagues that, that, that play defenses and I've been extremely disappointed and, and granted at the same time, I, I think they win this game. Um, I think Cincinnati is just atrocious. And, and so Baltimore wins this game, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cincinnati is able to move the ball a little bit against them. Um, just, just because, I mean, they, they showed last week, they'll force the ball to Tyler Boyd. They'll, you know, Auden Tate is, is a, he's a tough matchup for a cornerback because he's so big in reality. He, when AJ Green comes back, they need to move Auden Tate to tight end and, and get Tyler Eifert <laughs> off the field. And, and because he's a, he's a, he'd be like a Darren Waller type mismatch for, for any linebacker trying to cover him. And, and I think it would be a way to exploit the middle of the no, field. I'm just laughing more at the fact of uh, Tyler Eifert. Yeah. Ball. I mean, he'll play himself off the team anyways, eventually. So. What do you mean play himself off the team? Well, he already has. He hasn't played. He hasn't done anything play wise. <laughs> he deserved to be on the Right. Field. Well, he's getting four or five targets a game, which is just useless, right? Give those to Tate. I was Boyd. so conflicted. Like, like, you know, this, I hated Tyler Eifert, but because of the tight end position, I still had to rank him inside the top 20. Like that's just, yeah. The tight end and he position. was going against the Cardinals. Yeah, well, to Brad's well, point, week, like, if you, you get expected... four or five catches, you could finish in the top ten. So, I mean, yeah. One touchdown on one yard yeah. is going to get you as a tight end one. We say that all the time. <laughs> a touchdown equals being a tight end one. And looking at this week, you know, 18, 19, and 20 are for my tight end rankings as of today. Aikens, Brayt, and Darren Fells. I, I have say. two Texans. Like that's. <laughs> I was going to say, Darren Fells, I mean, he's caught three balls in the last – two games and he's probably in the last two games a top 10 tight end because he's got two touchdowns yeah right behind him is jesse james because it looks like hawkinson's out for a while speaking of being out for a while before uh, real quick we get to the ravens and get out of here and finish this show james washington is out for multiple weeks so mm-hmm. if there's going to be any upside for that passing game with juju maybe more targets and maybe even more for deontay johnson so there you go for that but Ravens side of it hey brad let me ask you a question all right. I'm going to ask you the same question I've seen on Twitter. I'm sure Chris has seen it on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of fantasy analysts have seen this on Twitter, including the comments of the waiver column. I'm going to ask you the word-for-word word question. Is it time to move on from Lamar Jackson? Uh, <laughs> I love the response <laughs> by Chris. You should bo- go back just to, just to make sure. Boost your voice. when I want to make sure people heard that groan. <laughs> yeah, just throw up. Um, no, and, and I will say the the reason part of the reason is because number one they're about to play Cincinnati, and that's that's not a defense that scares you. 
Um, he's not How the about quarterback. The biggest we saw reason that was first his first game under 21 points. How about that? Yeah, maybe that's yeah, just he, his I mean, he's the, no, he's the number one fantasy quarterback right now. Like you don't move on from him. Um, but at the same time, he's I don't I don't think you rank him as the number one guy. But he still just has that insane rushing floor. He had 14 rushing attempts last week. I'm in a league that has a quarter point. Per, per rushing attempt like Lamar Jackson just starts off with like five points every week if, if not more just I did, because of rushing I didn't attempts. rank him number one do you know where I ranked him Brad uh two three <laughs> three three yeah Watson. three number one with no Watson. touchdown yes Patrick Mahomes did I move down Patrick Mahomes no it's still Mahomes Watson Lamar Jackson has basically been the entire top three for the year yeah I mean to Brad's point 46 rushing yards at least 46 in four straight games and he has 70 66 and 120 in those it is it's like starting with a free touchdown so what you got from Lamar Jackson last week 161 yards three picks and 15 fantasy points that's his floor you know you're getting 15 Heck, you rolled out Baker Mayfield last week, minus two. Like, you're getting some <laughs> points. <laughs> was he really minus two last week? Yeah, in a standard league, he was minus two. He got me negative two points because he had oh two picks God. and a fumble. And he almost had another fumble at the end of the game that, you know, was, was recovered by his, his offensive lineman. So, yeah, it's, it, was, it was a minus two performance. I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't no, know. I haven't either. Run, he's going to rush for 1,000 yards this year. If he, assuming he's healthy all, all 16 games or whatever, he will rush for a thousand yards this year. And, and I, you know, I said that about Kyler Murray this year. I still think there's a chance that Murray gets there, but Jackson's actually on, on pace like, for really it, close yeah. to on pace for it. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's got over 300 games. rushing yards already. Yeah. So it, it's, there's a, there's a legit chance. He's a thousand yard rusher and a 3,500 yard passer with 25 touchdowns or something. And yeah, absolutely. You like, He's he's legitimately potentially going to be the number one fantasy quarterback, even though I wouldn't I wouldn't rank him that high, but he could definitely finish that high. All right, what did I tell you guys at the beginning of the season? I said he checked in as my number five quarterback, and I had to move him down just because I was like, I can't do it, and maybe I should have. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, hey, like, hey, listen to projections. This is hey, yeah. I make the same mistakes as everybody does, but. What's not a mistake? Make sure you're following Chris at Chris Meany and make sure you're checking out the pick show, hockey show with Eric Young. If you like fantasy hockey, tons of coverage over there. I know Chris isn't doing it, but the fantasy basketball full coverage is out there. Big, giant draft kit. Yes. But Chris has 8 billion things going on, so he actually said no to something for a change. So <laughs> follow Brad Ziegler. Give him a happy birthday shout-out tomorrow. Woo. He's uh, turning a remarkable age over there, and uh, you know he's better, no better for it. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Follow Brad. Please do. Go Chiefs. Hate you. Call me at all and kid. We'll be back on Monday. Waiver time. Have fun. Bye. Mm-hmm.